Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Kebs here. Ethan Hatcher from Saturday Night on the Circle in for Casey. And you know, Ethan, my default position when it comes to politicians is you're all equally bad and I reject every single one of you. But I got to say, and I know you've grown quite fond of this guy over the past several months. Yeah. Ramaswamy out of the gate last night said the thing and I said, okay, you have at least for this brief moment in time, my attention and my admiration. He was on fire. He had several good lines throughout the debate. I thought he was energetic, focused, and he said the right things. Vivek Ramaswamy. It was by far the best debate, uh, and that is not surprising because they got all yeah. the people had no business being up there, Burgum and Aza and Pence. And, uh, you know, I mean, when you had it down to whatever that was, was that five or six people? It up was there? five people. And I think you'll be entertained by this as well, because how funny is it that Chris freaking Christie qualified for the Miami debate, yeah. but Mike Pence could not? Because yeah. what was Christie doing there? Christie wasn't performing, but yet he made the debate stage. Mike Pence couldn't qualify. It, <laughs> it allowed people to talk. It allowed people to actually have points. It allowed actual back and forth. And this is the way it should have been from the beginning. These, yeah. these five or six, if Trump wanted to participate, are the people who should have been in from the beginning. And this is why I thought it was the best run debate, because you had actual substantive back and forth, both in terms of the theater of politics, which we'll get to in a second, and actual policy positions. Now, were you actually as shocked as I was that NBC moderators in large part ran a better debate than Fox News. They did a good job. I, they I they was. did a reasonably good job. And I they was. asked some fairly competent questions. They clearly hated Vivek, but other than that, decent. All right. So the winner last night, because let's face it, these people's policy positions for the most part aren't all that different. Like, if you take out the fact that Christie hates Trump, like, if you just remove Christie's hatred of Trump from the equation, the actual policy positions, and there are nuances that are somewhat different, but by and large, about 80% of the stuff, they're in agreement. They're in agreement on about 80% of the stuff up there. And and the differences, now there is some on the Ukraine, et cetera, but you're really judging these people based on style yeah. and who they are as humans because they're all going to tell you the same thing that, well, we got to get spending under control and we got to have a robust military and we got to improve the Navy and we got to secure the border and you know all of these things you're not going to get any substantive disagreement on. In the age of mass media, and it has been become increasingly true, Decade, decade by decade, starting with John F. Kennedy and now bringing us to 2023, um, the personality matters more yeah. than the policy positions because it is an age of entertainment. It is an age of sound bites. It is an age of short attention spans. And if you are able to captivate the people with your personality, that is a huge part of the modern uh, political persona. All right. So I declared the first four minutes of the debate, uh, Ramaswamy, the winner. It didn't matter what happened for the rest of the debate because he came <laughs> out of the gate with this. 
We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross. This is how we get our country back. You know, as George Costanza said, leave on a high note. He should just stopped right there because that was that was and that was phenomenal, Rob. That was beautiful. I mean, d- doesn't yeah. that move the needle towards Vivek for you? Well, look, I you know I am I don't care who it is because they're all going to let me down anyway. And it, we're, by the time we vote, it isn't going to matter anyway. Sure. But that was all the stuff that needed to be said. And to say that with Rona Rana sitting right there in the front row. The cojones on that guy. And then she apparently like lost her mind, according to multiple people, when he said that. And she tried to give him the business after the debate. And he got right down there next to her. And he wasn't having any of it. You got to give the guy a world of credit. Yeah, sure. No, accountability is an anathema to uh, establishment it's a, Republicans. It's a what? Um, it, it, it is an anathema. It, what it, it is, yes, I know the word you said. What does it mean? Um, it, it is like the exact opposite. Oh, okay, you know, it, it is repellent. Sure. It is repugnant to uh, the, the Absolutely. modern Republican political you know that, Kev, Do you know what that word was? Did you, have you ever, you're a learned man from many other countries. Did That's you, a... Uh, that's a new one for me. Yeah, see? <laughs> Remember your audience, Ethan. Uh, all right, more from Ramaswamy. I loved this, too. Uh, he went after the Republican position on foreign policy about the neocons. And then this at the end where he goes <laughs> after Nikki Haley and DeSantis for allegedly wearing lifts is just great. But I want to be careful to avoid making the mistakes from the neocon establishment of the past. Corrupt politicians in both parties spent trillions, killed millions, made billions for themselves in places like Iraq and Afghanistan, fighting wars that sent thousands of our sons and daughters, people my age, to die in wars that did not advance anyone's interests, adding $7 trillion to our national debt. And Joe Biden sold off our foreign policy. Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, got a $5 million bribe from Ukraine. That's why we're sending $200 billion back to that same country. The fact of the matter is the Republican Party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped down from her time at the U.N., bankrupt or in debt was her family. Then she becomes a military contractor. She joins the board of Boeing and otherwise and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first? Or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? All right, Mr. In which case, we've got two of them on stage. Mr. Thank you. Strong. 
Look at Strong. <laughs> I mean, the guy, the guy. He was on fire. He was a firecracker, man. I loved Vivek's uh, uh, performance. By the way, I think we've been pronouncing it wrong. I think it's Vivek. Vivek like cake is is how I remember that. So it was Vivek's performance. That, okay. Uh, but very he, good. He, but he did very well. Um, it, it, the liners, you know, he, he injected the humor. He's saying all the right things. Even if he's a little light on the specifics. That doesn't I, bother you? I mean, they're, by light, you mean like he has almost no specifics. Well, I mean, they don't give them very long to elucidate these long plans, Rob. They don't. It's hard to uh, uh, condense them uh-huh. into a forty-five second are you uh, getting, slogan. Are you getting dizzy with the spinning? Are you getting dizzy? Uh, look, the, the, it's it's fine. It, the, none of these. Whoever the guy is, we'll just pray for the best. Uh, it's probably going to be Trump. But before we before we go, I thought there was this clip from DeSantis very early on where he went at Trump, and I thought he made some fair points. Now, if you look where we are now, it's a lot different than we were in 2016. And Donald Trump's a lot different guy than he was in 2016. He owes it to you to be on this stage and explain why he should get another chance. He should explain why he didn't have Mexico pay for the border wall. He should explain why he racked up so much debt. He should explain why he didn't drain the swamp. And he said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night, I'm sick of Republicans losing in Florida. I showed how it's done. One year ago here, we want a historic victory, including a massive landslide right here in Miami-Dade County. That's how we have to do it. So I promise you this, as the nominee, next November I'll Thank get you, the Governor. job done, and as president, I will your, deliver your time for is you. Up. Let me turn- that, and I thought that would be the argument that would resonate with people, Ethan, which was, Look, every year since 2016, we have moved backwards under Trump. Aren't you tired of moving backwards? Clearly, his his style, his substance, his whatever you want to call it, a collection of everything is not winning for this party. But it does not seem that that argument, no matter how obvious it is, has resonated with many, many voters. Well, the argument hasn't, but I think it's part of it's uh, something that we discussed earlier, which is the personality. I think DeSantis would have performed a lot better if he would have turned up the energy by about 35, maybe 45 percent, because he said a lot of the right things, things that I agreed with, but he didn't seem to have any energy or conviction behind his own statements. And you need that. You want that from uh, convincing and effective leadership. So I think that's where DeSantis just fell short. Otherwise, I would have also enjoyed if he would have circled back more frequently to his strongest talking point, which is his executive leadership in Florida, because there is a success story there. There's a lot to talk about, but I think he gets sidetracked by these other issues and cultural conversations, and then he doesn't have enough enthusiasm behind his own beliefs to sell the American people on what should be a winning platform.